information, communication, action. RagingElephantsRadio.com. He's the president of the Texas Nationalist Movement. Daniel Miller is a Raging Elephants Radio contributor based out of the Golden Triangle and the author of the new book, Texas. Hey, Daniel, before we do anything, man, um, we got to talk Texas, the book. Okay. We were talking yesterday, and you were just telling me some phenomenal numbers, just advanced copy sales based on Amazon, which, well, I mean, that's not peanuts. I mean, I mean, I was just astonished at the numbers you were sharing, and they can only get better. So let's just start there before we talk about anything political that actually impacts people. Well, you know what? This book may impact somebody's life more than whatever's going on in the political uh, ecosystem right now. Let's just start there, Daniel, and congratulations before you utter a single word. Man, I, I appreciate that. Uh, it's been, I, I can, I can honestly say that no one's been uh, more surprised than me. Oh, <laughs> uh, stop it. <laughs> Nobody don't want to hear that, bro. <laughs> we don't want to hear that. Uh-uh. No, everybody knows um, if you're going to do something, there's going to be a, a spirit of excellence on it. Uh, this is no different. It's impressive. Well, I, look, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm uh, honestly, I've been, you know, we've been pushing pretty hard because, uh, you know, when, uh, when, when you get in this pre-sale period, um, you know, there's a, a little something about the the book industry that uh, all of essentially all of those pre-orders sandbag and then clear uh, when the book releases, which all goes to the first week. So that increases your your chances of, of making these bestseller lists like New York times bestseller list or wall street journal or any number of other ones, which then becomes kind of a, a big deal. You know, those are kind of the gold standards like hitting the billboard charts or whatever. So, um, you know, while, while making those lists is kind of, you know, it's neither here nor there for me. I mean, I have no burning desire to see my name up there. I do have a desire to see, this book in the hands and the eyes and the minds of as many people as possible. It leaves off. Well, th- there were supposedly an- questions that were not answered after really the definitive book on the reasons why um, Texas should leave the union in line in the sand that uh, the challenge was put out there. Look, here are the facts. Here's our culture. Here's the uniqueness of it. It's under assault, line in the sand, which way are you going to go? Texit is not just the why, it puts some meat on the bones. It tells the how. I'm sure that the intellectual curiosity out there is at a fever pitch. Anybody that's on, anybody in which Texit is on their radar, they're they're waiting for this book, uh, spittle coming out of the side of their mouth. well, look, Claver, look, I'm, I'm going to put it to you this way. Um, this is why Texit had to be written the way that it needed to be written. Uh, I am on a personal level, you know, I'm, I'm apparently a glutton for punishment, so this doesn't bother me uh, so much. But what bothers me is, is seeing the opposition uh, going out there and, and throwing – these lies and this fear mongering at our people. And, and I'm sick and tired of our, of these guys beating up on our people. And, and so what I wanted was in the, 
you know, in this book, it's the, the way that it's written is so that we can get this debate elevated so that our people have something in their hands that when the fear mongers out there, you know, the apocalypse porn purveyors uh, say that, you know, uh, you know, hellfire is going to rain down on us if we even consider this, that they, I want our folks to have something absolutely concrete that they can go and they can either bash the opposition over the head with or feel some peace within their soul that they're making the right decision. You know, if, if line in the sand was a justification and vindication for the idea of, of Texas as a nation and therefore Texas nationalism, uh, this is a, a really a justification and a vindication for all of those people who feel like Texas would be better off as an independent nation and should go that direction and provides answers to all of this fear mongering that comes from the opposition. You know, it's just, it's insane. The, the kind of garbage that comes out of the opposition. And is, and is it, when you say the opposition, are, are these the folks that you're tangling with in, in media, not just here in the United States, but around the globe about the impossibility or, or is it not just, or, or is it those that are within the, within the ranks of the so-called grassroots Liberty movement? Yeah. All the above. I mean, you know, there's no, when you deal with this issue of Texas, if there's, if there's something, if there's absolutely no other lesson that the, that Brexit should teach people here, it's that when you deal with these issues of whether or not you should be part of a larger political or economic union, it cuts across all these normal divide lines. So, you know, that's why you see, you know, over half of Republicans, about half of independents, and over a third of Democrats. You know, it's why you go to a Tea Party meeting and you've got people that are diehard Texas nationalists that are ready to see this happen. And then you've got people that, that would, you know, that just fight against it, that just spit on the ground every time you hear it. So, you know, it, this issue cuts across all those traditional dividing lines. Now, that being said, we have to, we have to reframe the opposition in those terms, right? It's, it's basically, those on this side that believe that Texans are good enough to govern Texas and those who believe that we should be governed by 180,000 pages of federal laws, rules, and regulations, 440 separate agencies, and two and a half million unelected bureaucrats. That's what this is about. Okay. And so when you take the opposition arguments, they, they're really about as flat as you could possibly get things like Texas couldn't make it as an independent nation, which is utter garbage. Uh, Texas can't become an independent nation, which again is utter garbage. And then, you know, you've got these other people that just, I mean, they, they throw out these random, I call it the grab bag of excuses to justify their cowardice. <clears throat> you know, the one thing that our side has consistently done, Claver, is we have put up rational, rational, reasonable arguments, and not only as to uh, why Texas would be better off, but why we should pursue this course. And the opposition has skied out, you know, they've skated through this and they have not done the same, right? So what I'm hoping that this book becomes is an opportunity for our side to feel emboldened in their decision to support Texas independence and hopefully they will use what's contained in this book to force the opposition to up their game. Because here's what we know about the opposition. 
at this point, I believe that they have thrown the absolute best arguments they've got at us and none of them stick. So, you know, if we're going to get, if we're going to move this thing to a vote and we're going to get to a public debate on it, uh, we're, we're going to, we're going to smoke them. We're going to win this thing and we're going to smoke them, which is probably why they fight tooth and nail to ensure that we don't have a vote on the issue because they can't win the debate in the public sphere. Now, they talk about some sort of uh, secessionist movement out there in California. There's a big, huge difference. That place is spiraling out of control, by the way. You may, may want to have some comments on that. California could not, <clears throat> although Governor Moonbeam will say, well, we're the sixth largest economy on the planet. To, for them to strike out on their own, they would be Greece. They would be Venezuela. Um, but, but, you know, Claver, that's their choice. And, and this is, you know, this is what... It's true, true. The, you know, the right of self-determination, of course. But my point is, I mean, let me just finish the point. Because the, for those who say we cannot stand on our own, they don't know the facts. The facts are we would be better off on our own. And the right of self-determination um, supersedes, that is the supremacy clause of human existence. Yeah, I mean, look, let's, you know, there's no doubt we, we would be better off. And, and you and I have talked about this before. I, I talk about it in the book, the study out of George Mason University that shows that the accumulation of federal regulations since 1949 has, has essentially, uh, you know, cut our, what should be our take-home pay uh, down to about 15% of what it normally would be in the absence of those regula uh, that regulatory creep. So, I mean, that's just one, I mean, that's just one factor, you know, then you get into the, the overpayment into the union every single year, you know, a hundred to $150 billion a year. You know, we got teachers screaming for pay raises, right? We, you know, we had a 20 year debate on establishing a water plan for, uh, for, you know, Texas growing population, 20 years. And then they still had to pull some razzle dazzle to make it done. I mean, I just sit here and think about what, how Texans would manage that money better, what we could do. I mean, we, well, I mean, well, first, you wouldn't have to, I mean, first of all, as far as government, it, <laughs> Texas currently spends just over $200 billion per two years in CapEx, as far as government CapEx is concerned, that's, that's the budget. That's on the books, let's put it that way. So keep in mind that we're overpaying $150 billion per year. So to the federal government in taxation, I mean, just the wealth in that, in that two-year biannum period of a budget I mean, you're sitting here with the people with three, 300 extra billion dollars in economic buying power, in economic engine fuel. I mean, these are the type of numbers that we're talking about at a population that, well, pretty soon is going to be at 30 million. And if we go independent, I mean, Katie barred the door. We're going to need, if you talk about border security. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's no doubt that we would be better off, but that, you know, look, that that's old hat. You and I have, have had this conversation time and time again. And, and, you know, for folks here in Texas that, you know, are, are decent at math, uh, that's a no brainer. 
and those who are true Texans in spirit uh, don't ever have a fear that we won't be able to work this out. So, you know, the, the bottom line is, you know, from a, from the standpoint of process and, and really one of the things I have to, you know, I hit in the book that I think has surprised some folks is, you know, look, here's, here's the, the political climate. Here's where Texas has gotten to as far as a, a movement to leave the union. Uh, here's, here are the things that are holding it back, but here's how we move forward. And, uh, and that's, that's the thing, man. I, you know, at the end of the day, Claver, and, and not to just not to belabor the book, but you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, I wrote it for our folks, uh, primarily, you know, so that they would have the answers to those questions and, and, uh, they, but the, they're going to use it evangelistically. I mean, the thing they should do is they, I mean, just like people would do with, uh, a Ronald Reagan book or anything like that. They, you know, it, it should be a gift item, a birthday, father's day, mother's day. It should be a gift item. It should be an evangelistic tool. It should be a, a common sense Thomas Paine type of composition. And and may you make as much money off of it as well, because Thomas Paine got rich off of that little thing. <laughs> well, I look, I I, <clears throat> I long ago gave up the idea <laughs> that uh, that I would be a man of means, uh, but but I will tell you uh, that independence in and of itself is is its own reward. Uh, you know, the the ability to pass this down to future generations is huge for me. Uh, you know, I got kids and, and so I, I, I'm concerned about these things, but you know, look, however that book is used, I, I, I will tell you probably the, the best use that people will find for it is to, to give a copy to their, uh, state legislator, uh, because there, you know, there's some, some pretty pointed things in there about those guys. Uh, right. and it's some things that some action items that those guys need to accomplish. But that, that being said, uh, I think there is never, I, I think the time is right uh, for, for what's in there. And, and I'm just excited that people are, are receiving it well. You know, it's number one in its category on Amazon right now. Uh, we broke, uh, you know, oddly enough, uh, we, well, it's number one in new releases in its category, but oddly enough, we broke over the weekend, we broke the top 10,000 in all political books, which I think out of the millions of books that Amazon has was, was pretty doggone nice. But look, we, we want to make those lists. We want to take the message of Texas independence and we want to jam it in the faces of the people who want to, who want to deny that it is actually happening. <laughs> hey, Daniel, um, I only 90 seconds before the break, really though, just your overall 30,000 foot view of California spiraling out of control. I mean, this is what's happening when the flower children, when hate Ashbury actually takes over government. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing the radical, uh, you know, flower children and hippie chicks and whatever from the days of Berkeley and San Jose state in the sixties, the black Panthers, et cetera, et cetera. They're the ones that are in power. That's who's in power in the higher echelon of California in a heavy concentration. And what they were screaming and yelling about in the 1960s, that's what they are implementing. And it's absolutely disastrous and the place is in chaos. Yeah, I, I, I wanna hear your thoughts about that. In contrast, I mean, we have our issues here, but in contrast to what we're battling versus what, what the reality is there, that place 
is on the verge of anarchy? Well, you know, here, here's what, you know, if, if I'm giving you the, the 30,000 foot view, here's, here's how I see it. And, you know, I, I can only look at it in the context of this idea of self-determination. Um, while we are tied together in a political and economic union, uh, the, the problems of Texas are the problems of, of all 50 and the problems of California are the problems of all 50. And because of the union, uh, we are unable to, to do what needs to be done, which is to let California be California, let Vermont be Vermont, let New York be New York and let Texas be Texas. I, you know, at the end of the day, Claver, uh, you know, California has got a safety net and that safety net is us. So if their policies flounder and fall, uh, it, it will be our tax money that will be there to, to bail them out. Uh, and I, I think that w- one of the things that every state needs to do is look at exactly what we're looking at right here is we need to evaluate the situation as it is, not the emotional attachment, the amber waves of grain and all of those things to the American Union, but to look at it as it is, which is a political and economic union that does not serve the interests of all of its members. And, you know, I, it's, like, it's, like I told, uh, it's like I told this, uh, this radio guy the other day uh, on an interview. You know, he, he was from a state uh, that, was, you know, he's not from Texas. His program's not Texas. He lives in this other state. It's, you know, the, the fact is, is that the self-examination and the real examination that we're doing here in Texas in relation to the union, this is what every single state needs to be doing. Uh, and, and I think it would be hard-pressed. I think any state, California, Virginia, New York, Vermont, I think any state would be hard-pressed to make an overall case as to why the union should continue to exist in its current form, even those that are receiving our tax money, uh, because that's not the, the totality of the picture, mind you. But, but I think any state would be hard-pressed to make the case of, as to why, they should, why this union should continue in its current form. On many different fronts, the only argument they could put up is uh, an emotional one. Daniel, when we come back, um, I don't. I, the few minutes we have left, I want to get your thoughts on the omnibus, the damage that you see from that. Daniel Miller is president of the Texas Nationalist Movement. He's a raging elephant's radio contributor and a successful author. Still got Dan Goldbach coming up as well. He's a Raging Elephants Radio contributor. Don't cut the string. If you're not listening, you're not learning. If you can't tell, I love my job. I love Texas politics. Really do. I hope you do too. Tell somebody about us. Be a Raging Elephants Radio evangelist. Hi there, my name is Mark Cranenberg and welcome to my kitchen. Today we're going to talk about my favorite order from Chicago Steak Company. It's the classic crime assortment. All right, well, let's open up and have a look what's inside. So right away, we've got two six-ounce filet mignons. Uh, if you know anything about steak, it's really rare to see filet mignons with that kind of marbling in it. Just beautiful steak. And then next, we've got the two 
12 ounce USDA prime strip steaks. Just look at how thick these things are. They're just beautiful. Again, beautifully marbled, amazing steak. Then we've got two USDA prime ribeyes. And if you like steak that is just mouthwatering, this is the steak for you. With all that marbling inside, you'll see it's thicker. The marbling is a lot thicker. That just means more moisture throughout your steak. Now we've got six USDA Prime Top Sirloin Steaks. These are the steaks that everyone's going to love. And then we're moving into our next package. Next we have 16 four-ounce Gourmet Angus Steak Burgers. These are amazing burgers that everyone's going to love. And to top it all off, they give you one container of my favorite steak seasoning of all time, the Chicago Steak Spice. And you're going to love it too. So there you have the classic prime assortment. My favorite and your ultimate steak experience. So be sure to order your steak today at MyChicagoSteak.com. I'm Mark. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and we'll see you next time at MyChicagoSteak.com. Visit Chicago Steak Company through the RER Marketplace. My name is Dr. Annalisa Bailing. I'm a naturopathic physician in Michigan. I have two practices, one in Flint area, Swartz Creek, and the other one in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So that spans the state from one area to the other. <laughs> I think I first met you and Vital Choice um, maybe six years ago in or at one of the AANP conferences, the naturopathic um, conferences, and fell in love with your the quality, um, the service staff is amazing and just the ability to have products shipped directly to my office and be able to sell products to my patients and know that they're the best quality on the market. My patients love the canned salmon and the tuna is just, it's hard to keep in stock sometimes because they just love the quality. And they're willing to pay a little bit more to know that it's a better quality. Visit Vital Choice Wild Seafood and Organics through the RER Marketplace. Texas independence. Have you ever thought about it? What exactly does it mean or is it even possible? Sam Houston said, Texas will raise her head among the nations. Was he a dreamer or a prophet? You can get the answers to these questions in the book, Lying in the Sand by Daniel Miller. Doc Green says it's required reading for every Texan. Lying in the Sand by Daniel Miller gives you the information you need to be prepared to give an answer to anyone that asks. As a Raging Elephants Radio listener, you are the go-to person for your friends. RagingElephantsRadio.com This book is more than a good read. It will equip you to reach others while pursuing a better future for your family. Get your copy now by clicking on the link on RagingElephantsRadio.com. RagingElephantsRadio.com. That's RagingElephantsRadio.com. Since a portion of the proceeds goes to support Raging Elephants Radio, it may be time for you to cross that line in the sand. That line in the sand. RagingElephantsRadio.com. Can you do it? The RER 2 Plus 2 Challenge. Howdy, rowdy Texans. It's me, E, the millennial voice of RER. I'm a big fan of RagingElephantsRadio.com. More Texas voters should be listening to RER every day. A better, deeper knowledge of how Texas works will help Texas voters to make Texas more like Texas. The RER 2 Plus 2 Challenge. Listen to RER two hours a day, every day for two weeks. You'll learn more about Texas politics in two weeks than you've ever known. 
Mark it on your daily calendar. Set your phone alarm. The RER 2 Plus 2 Challenge. Two hours a day, every day, for two weeks. RagingElephantsRadio.com. The rebellious voice of Texas Liberty. Numbers equal power. Spread the word about RagingElephantsRadio.com. When I'm done here, don't get this train because the girls from Texas. Holly Tough Cookie Feely, Gloria, the Zealot Cox, they follow me. Uh, they'll crack you up at the same time, giving you invaluable information. Daniel Miller is the president of the Texas Nationalist Movement. Um, he's, he's not a crack up. He's, he's just a nut uh, based on the gift that I'm seeing on his video stream right now. Um, Daniel, cut it out, man. Quick, quick climbing around. This is serious business. All right. This is serious business. Quick climbing around. Daniel, the omnibus. Look, I talked to Terry Hall of Texas Turf. Omnibus spending bill, awful. Alice Linehan, omnibus spending bill, awful. Eugene Ralph, omnibus spending bill, awful. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be unanimous with you. This is, can, can you point to anything in the omnibus bill that specifically puts Texas in the crosshairs beyond the education aspect of it or the transportation aspect of it? I mean, is there something that, that truly caught your eye different from those egregious acts of plunder on, on behalf of this bill? Well, look, I mean, let's just, let's just pull the camera lens out a bit and look at it from a broad perspective. Okay. Um, Texas overpays into the union. Okay. Vast majority of that goes to debt service. If there's an increase in debt, then it increases the burden that we have here in Texas into the federal coffers. So, you know, any, any time these guys get together and they increase the debt, understand that Texans are going to pay an unequal portion of that debt. So, you know, you could go through and you can cherry pick all the egregious things in the omnibus, but on its face, the whole thing is just reprehensible. The only way out is out. Well, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, <laughs> the only way out is out. I mean, you know, if, if people, if people need a sense of urgency, just go look at the debt clock. And understand that as a Texan, you are going to pay an unequal share of that debt, period. And, and you know, that's a sense of urgency. Every moment we wait, every second that we wait, that debt continues to go up, as does our portion of it. You know, it's, it, it's, it always, it always uh, just kind of floors me, whether it's the omnibus and the debt whether it's the second amendment or whether it's the pro-life issues, you know, there is this, this sense that, you know, there are lines that, that can't be, you know, they would give up anything. They would fight any fight. They would do anything necessary to, to protect, you know, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And, and then you, then you posit to them and say, well, you realize all of those things happen because of our relationship in the union. And if we were no longer in the union, then those problems are solved. 
suddenly it's like, well, I'll do anything, but uh, I won't do that. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, look, take the meatloaf eight track out of your stereo. <laughs> okay. And, and, you know, and then, and then let's look at this. If yeah, you, you know, had to go meatloaf, that is, that is, that's horrible, man. <laughs> You know, and, and what's funny is you found you found the meatloaf thing to be the most egregious part of that, as opposed to the fact that I said it was on an eight track. <laughs> that flew right over my head. Sorry about that. There's some millennials out there Googling that right now, trying to figure out what an eight track is. Um, but, you know, but, but that's the point, right? I mean, you know, uh, we had this conversation at the last Republican convention uh, with some of the guys from the Abolish Abortion in Texas group. And, and you know, there's you know, some of them obviously get it, but some of them are like, you know, we want to absolutely abolish it. It's like, great. You realize within the context of the union, it's not going to happen. Right. Uh, well, you know, we can't, you know, we can't do that. We can do it all here. It's like, okay, but you do realize that like, as soon as Texas is out, that Supreme court case from 1973 disappears and the will, the Texas voters stands on this issue and and every other awful decision that it's been handed down by the SCOTUS throughout the ages. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, this is, this is, this is the stakes, you know? So if, if people tell me that they have a legitimate concern about, you know, the, the fate of 50 million unborn babies, uh, but won't entertain leaving the union as a solution to that, then I would say that they probably are honest. That's a, that's, that's a seriously strong, crazy, strong argument right there. Well, look, I, I, I would say that how, if you, how, how, how desperately do you want to stop genocide? If it means leaving the union to stop the genocide, would you not be willing to do that? Well, look, Claver, I'll be honest with you. A, a lot of, a lot of the folks out there, uh, when, when I see people make an ideologically inconsistent argument like that, then my feeling is suddenly they are more concerned about the life of a false political and economic construct than they are a human life, you know? And, and so, you know, hypocrisy abounds all over the place, but look, that's, that's my challenge to all these communities, even, even the gun rights guys, you know, let's be honest. As long as Texas is, is in a union with States that despise the right to keep and bear arms, then our gun rights are always going to be at risk. Always. They're always going to be in danger. Uh, you know, let's, let's get down to it. We're, we're you know, uh, a bit of public support and, and a couple of uh, weak-willed Supreme Court justices away from having our right to keep and bear arms significantly impaired and infringed. Oh, they, they're openly saying that, I mean, this, this is now a, an open declaration they're no longer keeping it a secret the boldness now is undeniable they're openly stating it we want to repeal the second amendment and that means you know as far as the first is concerned as far as religion they're going to attack that you know they're going to attack speech they're going to the hate speech is going to be enshrined and everything it's no man uh the uh, the only way out is out uh daniel it's the bottom line you know uh i think at the end of the day claver uh, people are going to have to make a choice. They can, they can take little Johnny or little Susie to soccer, or they can fight to make sure that they uh, can put a pin in that $21 trillion worth of debt. I mean, honestly, I, I'd rather see little Johnny kick the soccer ball instead of $21 trillion worth of debt, but that's only going to happen one way, 
and that's with Texas becoming an independent nation. The only way out is out. Daniel Miller is a very bright individual, someone that I absolutely love as a brother. His whole family, his wife, of course, is better than he is. So, I mean, this is given. Uh, talk to you next week, my man. Love you. Adios, Claver.